in the footsteps of Christ. John 16.33 tells us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have come to overcome the world. All we have to do is depend on Him. Walk in His footprints, behind Him, beside Him. Today I want to tell you about the story of two men. One of them I know personally. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about his story. And there's another one that's in the Bible I want to tell you about. And in some ways, both their stories in some areas are the same. And I'm sure that with every other, everybody else, some areas of their stories are the same too. He's told this story several times to different people. And I'm not going to go into great detail um, about his life. But there's some things I want you to understand. The comparison between these two, they both had it all. They had it all. Had all they wanted. Nice families, homes, everything. But they lost it all. They lost everything. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Losing everything, family, homes, all of it, that's the test. But let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, you know, these two lost it all. But then you stop and look at it, God was testing them. First man, he had a good job, had a good career, had a good family, nice, modest home. But one day something happened, and he lost most everything. Most everything. Now, after some time, he did gain a lot of it back. And he started over. But he didn't do it the right way. He did it his way. Man's way, not God's way. God started fulfilling, completing it, but he stepped in just like I know so, like it happens, that, okay, God, I got this. You got me to this point. I can do this from now on. And I'm sure that's what happened. Over the next several years, he had his ups and downs. And every time he got down, he was able to pick himself back up. But again, he did it his way, not depending on everything that God wanted him to do. He didn't give it all to God. Now the last failure, and this was over a several year span. The last failure almost took his life twice. Almost took his life twice. He had lost everything again, had some health issues, and almost took his life.
But after all that, after some time, he came to his senses. He says, I can't do this on my own. I can't do it anymore. And for three years, three, four years, all he did was finally listen to God. Today, he has his family back. Excuse me. And everything's back on track with him and God. Kind of reminds me of a story in Psalms 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength on every present help in trouble. He's there as our strength in all of our troubles. Therefore, we will not fear through the earth, give away, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam in the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Everything around you can fall apart. But God's there for you. He will pick you up and carry you. Now, let's look at the second man. Let's look at Job, verse one, or chapter 1, verse 1 and 3. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Listen to his family. He had seven sons and three daughters. He had a big family. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. And he had a large number of servants. And he was considered the greatest man among all the people in the East. Sounded like he was a a successful man. But let's look and see what happened to Job. Verse 6. One day the angels came to present themselves before God and Satan also came in. The Hebrew word for Satan is adversary. Adversary. And you know, you stop and think. Satan is our adversary. He wants to make trouble wherever he goes. But he invited himself to the party. But you know, when he came, he was up to no good. Just like always. Verse 7. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? He says, you're in a... Here's my thoughts. He's... he's See Satan coming and says, thinking, you're not invited to this, but where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. He was going everywhere, just causing trouble. That's what he did. Now, God looked at him and said, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. 
He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And Satan's reply was, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. He will surely curse you to his face. That's Satan talking to God. Yeah, take everything everything away from him. He'll curse you. Just, just watch. He will. And the Lord said, and God allowed this to happen to Job. It's not that it just happened. God allowed it to happen. Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Satan left. <laughs> you can't just hear him laughing. I'll get him. So I can't touch him. I'll take everything away from him. He'll curse you, God. I can just imagine that. And he tried. He took his sons and daughters while they were feasting, having a party. He took his oxen, his donkeys, his servants, and his children away from him. Can you imagine? Just imagine. Everything's going great for you. Everything's doing great. And all of a sudden, one of your hired hands, your servants, come up and says, we've been attacked and you've lost all your property. You lost everything. And then a little bit later, somebody else comes back and says, all your children have gone. They've been killed. Verse 18. We'll speak, about, speak on that. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house. Then suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them. They are dead. And I am the only one who escaped. You got a servant who escaped the house. I kind of see this like he's talking about strong winds, uh, especially this time of year around here. We've got the tornadoes that come all the time. Um, and you can imagine what would happen. Have you ever been close to a tornado? They're very loud. They're very loud. I was told a story years ago when I was little. A place we lived over in Memphis. And we had, they showed the evidence of it. I don't remember it because I was so young, but I remember him telling me about it. Tornado came through the neighborhood we lived in. And as tornadoes tend to do, it's bounced back and forth. 
came through the neighborhood, dropped down, wiped out a tree in our neighbor's yard that was next door to us, jumped over our house, and you know what the A-frame uh, swing sets look like? It wiped our swing set out. Didn't touch anything else. Wiped their tree out and the swing set. So can you imagine a wind like that coming in and blowing a house down? It could happen. Watch the news. I knew somebody lived in, where did they live? Paris, Texas, years ago. They got hit by a tornado that came, like, came through here a couple of years ago. It hit their neighborhood. And it took their house. They were in the closet, Kathy. <laughs> they were in the closet. She knows what I'm talking about. Um, they were in the closet, picked the house up just a little bit, and knocked it about an inch off the foundation. The house was still there, but it had been moved about an inch. And most of the houses around them was like this one. It was totally destroyed. Now, stop and think. If you had gotten news that you had lost everything, your children, your property, everything, it would be hard for me to do what Job did. But Job, at this time, got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, then he fell to the ground to worship God. After everything, everything that happened, he fell to the ground to worship God. It didn't work the way Satan thought it was going to. He thought he was going to curse Satan, curse God, but he didn't. Sometime later, on another, uh, another day, the angels came just like before to God, and Satan showed up again, just like before. Not invited to the party, but he came. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Well, his answer was the same. He came from roaming the earth, back and forth, back and forth. And you stop and think. Look at this. He said, God said the same thing to Satan as he did before, almost. He says, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he told him he still maintains his integrity, though you incited him against him to ruin him without any reason. Satan replied, A man would give all of this for his own life. Skin for skin. Okay. God allowed it. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Satan's trying. Trying real hard. So, he afflicted Job with painful sores, sores from his feet to the crown of his head. Now, I'm six foot tall. If I had sores on the bottom of my feet all the way up to here, I'd be ready to give up. 
I don't think I had that kind of strength. But Job did. But what he did, took a piece of broken pottery, scraped himself, and as he sat among the ashes. Now, Job's wife had been sitting, had been watching all of this. She looks at him and says, Are you still going to praise God and, and keep your integrity? Curse God and die, she said. <laughs> Job is a righteous man. He looked at his wife and he said, You are talking like a foolish woman. If I looked at my wife and, and said that, I'd be in the doghouse for days. <laughs> He said, shall we accept good from God and not trouble in all his days? And Job did not sin. He still kept going. But if you remember, first verse, John, 13, John 16, 13, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you may have trouble. But take heart, I will overcome the world. Okay, Job had trouble. But God was still there. God was still talking to him. He was still protecting him. Job had some friends who showed up. Everybody needs friends like this. After everything went on, he had three friends that showed up. And they saw how devastated Job was. And they sat with him for seven days and didn't say a word. Not a word. For seven days. I'm sorry. I don't think I could keep from saying something that long with everything that was going on. But those were good friends. Job had some good friends. They tried talking to him. They tried encouraging him. Even though he was down, downtrodden and felt terrible. And you know he did. He just lost everything. Well, he had his friends, and they talked and talked and talked and talked to him. The Bible doesn't say how many days, but I can imagine just reading some of the scriptures, uh, it was probably several days. But Job, even with them talking and trying to encourage him, he didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it. But one day, one time, and we're going to skip to chapter 38. I really believe God in his infinite wisdom was sitting in heaven watching all of this going on for however many days it was. And he said, I'm done. 
I'm tired of listening to you guys down there. Verse 38. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? He's talking to Job. He says, Who are you? Who do you think you are who want to mess with my plans? Who are good? Plans are good for you. Who are you? Then he said, Brace yourself like a man. Stand up. Be a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. And Job, this happened three different times. If you stop and, th- stop and think about it, there's a lot of things in the Scriptures that happened three times. Three times. Three and seven are significant numbers in the Scriptures. And I'll come back sometime and we'll do it. I'll give you a study on that. But three times, God asked the same question. Who, are, who is this that obscures my plans? Brace yourself like a man. Finally, finally, Job came to his senses. Like so many others have, who just, like, God, I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. I've been there. People talk about depression. And they say it's not real. I guarantee it's real. But with God, you can beat it. But after after everything, in chapter 42, Job replied to God, he says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You ask, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of these things. I did not understand things too wonderful for me to know. Job admits that he was blinded and didn't see everything, God's plans. He was blinded to all of it. Job said, you said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. Job replied to that was, My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent. That's the key word. Repent in dust and ashes. And at that time, that's how they did it. But God got a hold of Job. He did gain everything back and more. 
in time. But just like the man I spoke of earlier, like Job, they both finally came to their senses. But in both cases, God never gave up on either one of them. Just like he doesn't give up on us. On any of us. He doesn't give up on us. He's there for us. The point I came across years ago It says, and this just sums everything up. He says, one night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. The Lord said, Lord, once you once said, I decided to follow you. You'd walk with me all the way, but I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you most, you would leave me. God whispered, My precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever, during your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints that I, God, was carrying you. During our toughest times, God is there. You may not seem just like Job did and as, as man did and so many others during their toughest times. They don't see God. But he's carrying them. He's carrying them the whole time. So never give up. If you're a child of God, he's right there with you the whole time. Through the good times, through the bad times. He's always there. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, submit to me and he will make your path straight. God says, lean not on your understanding. My ways are higher than your ways. He's got a plan for each and every one of us. As long as, we're, as long as we are still breathing on this earth, God still has a plan for us. I can't tell you what it is. I'm not God. 
I wonder at times what, what his plan is for me. We've had some things that are changing this week, actually, for us. And I honestly believe that that's God's plan. Because I prayed about it, prayed and prayed and prayed beforehand. And I'm seeing it come about now. But it was God's plan. I encourage you to seek Him every day and talk to Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for Your words. We thank You for the lesson You've taught us today about Job and how that even through such diversities and troubles, You're still there with us. Lord, I pray that you be with each one that's here today. Watch over them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God does work. He works in mysterious ways. I'll tell you a little story. Several years ago, well, no, it hasn't been several years. Just a few years ago. God put that lady in my life. And my life has never been, been like it is now. He knew what I needed. God bless y'all. Y'all have a good, good rest of the week.